Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly D. All right, now it's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with me and... Oh, yeah! The Alcohola, Ian Wadley, and also with us is... Billy Dilly D, the one only Bill Wayne. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, place to be Diddly D. Bam, bam, bam. I got my hair cut short. I got my black eyeliner on. I got my <laughs> black fingernail polish. I got my Cuban cigar. I'm in the load mode. Load mode? <laughs> hey, hey, you got a little in the corner of your mouth. Wipe yeah. that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold right. on. Let me, use, uh, uh, let me use my shirt. Okay, yeah. it's gone. This time we're reviewing 1995. 96. Metallica's Load. And next week we'll be doing the reload. Uh, why don't you all go into when you discovered? I'll, I'll go into mine. Wang, Wang, you're the guest. Why don't you give us a little backstory on load? On load, uh, well, um, Metallica started for me in late '84. Uh, you know, saw Ride the Lightning tour twice, Master of Puppets tour. Um, as far as load, the introduction of load. By the time load came out, I kind of was. Kind of like, not necessarily, I still loved Metallica. I was, I was with a woman that was 10 years older than me. God rest her soul, she passed away. So I was in, I got kind of away from him and started exploring all sorts of new kind of shit that I never was into. But anyways, um, then I remember seeing Until It Sleeps video on MTV. And um, uh, wow, and I just looked at him and went, wow, they look so different and everything. And then um, I went and picked up the, the album and tripped out on all the diversity on the record, you know, a mix of, uh, you know, blues, southern rock, alternative rock, a bit, you know, and then mostly biker metal. But um, I was interested because I had been out of them for a while. So it was really cool not to get the same fucking album a thousand times over, you know. So it's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And uh, and that must have been, oh, shit, yeah, right around when it came out. So, um that's my introduction to Load. Ian? All right. Well, uh, I, I was a huge Metallica fan. Uh, you know, we, we talk about a lot of bands and a lot of albums uh, that you guys were into way, you know, way earlier than I was because of, you know, our age gap. But, you know, Metallica is one where we're very close within a couple of years. I mean, Ralph, you were there, you know, from Kill 'em All. Uh, Wang, you were there from Ride the Lightning. Actually, I was there before Kill 'Em All. Metal Massacre is when I heard him first, and okay, so, and No Life to Leather before Kill 'Em All came out. Okay, so you're officially the coolest. No, uh, I'm not the coolest. Though I I discovered him before fucking Bill Wang, Mister. I came into it during Ride the Lightning. Got to see Cliff Burton twice. Life is not fair. Three times. Three times. Look at that. <laughs> The fuck, yeah, I got the ticket stubs to prove it. Unlike all these jackals online. Oh, I was at that concert. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I got the ticket stubs. Well, Bam. well, well, Bill Wang, you know if I, yeah. you know how I'd feel if you never saw Vinnie Vincent, okay, pal? Yeah, and and Bill Wang only had to pay twenty dollars to get Cliff Burton to come over and play the Trauma Vault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's how cool he is. Uh, 
But, you know, Wang, you came in with Ride the Lightning. I came in uh, shortly after the release of Master of Puppets. So, in in the grand scheme of things, from all the other bands we reviewed, we're a lot closer on this one. And we definitely... Within three years, right. Right. So, we definitely grew up and came up with this band. um, And... You know, I fell in love with them. I thought they, they were so great. And, you know, I talked about it before when we did the Black Album. I was so eagerly awaiting that album because I was just like, you know, after Injustice, you know, they were like one of my favorites and, and helped me, you know, really get into the harder shit. Uh, and then when the Black Album came out, it was one of those, I was just so hungry for new Metallica. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, I got I to gotta have it. But like within a couple of months, I was like, Man, this does not, you know, stack up to the other albums on repeated listenings. This isn't as solid. Uh, but I did see him on the third show of the Black Album tour. They only played three songs off the Black Album. It was amazing. Um, but you know, a lot of shit changed in between. You know, from when the Black Album was released and 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 when this came out. I mean, not only did Metallica just ascend to a whole. That's right, Tommy. Uh, sent to a whole nother level, uh, the whole musical landscape changed with, you know, you know, grunge coming in and all that shit. And, you know, everything that was eighties is passe and garbage now. And you had, you also had the rise of Pantera, which is like, wow. Oh my God. This is the shit. Now this is really good. And I was hoping Metallica would rebound from the black album. I'm like, you know, come on, we you know, Metallica was such a band that had integrity and 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 respect. You know, they they, they helped found a whole new genre of music and they were the big, you know, with thrash. Uh, and I was like, "Yes, they're going to put out a new album. I think they're going to get this black shit out of their system and they're going to be like Pantera. They're going to help keep metal alive at a time when it was dying." And I was working at a warehouse at the time, second shift, when I heard the world premiere of, uh, what's this fucking horror? Until It Sleeps. Until It Sleeps. And I was like, yeah, you know, and they're even doing a countdown on the radio station. And from the minute it started, I was like, oh, you got to be fucking shitting me. I'm like, oh, my God, they let us down. And I did not buy this album. And this is pre-Napster and all that shit, so Mr. X didn't even get the sound for me. I just heard this song and was so disgusted. I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with my fucking Pantera. These guys fucking, of all bands, to be a turncoat and turn their backs on fucking metal. And I'm not talking about fucking haircuts. I'm not talking about that because I give a fuck less about looks. This is coming from the guy who thinks the Asylum outfits are fucking awesome. You know, so the look shit doesn't mean shit to me. It's all about the music. But when I heard this music, I was like, these motherfuckers. I was like, when when we need Metallica the most, this is what you give us. And I felt so fucking betrayed. And the only thing I can compare it to is like, you know, Ralph, like when you heard, you know, unmasked and shit like that like oh my god how could my band do this but i find it really interesting that you know in the last six months or so uh james keeps coming out and and kind of dissing 
the whole load reload error right. and say it and right. blaming it all right. on Lars and Kirk. Which but, I'm like, wow. But, but that's you know? in hindsight. Uh, you got to remember yeah, that's but, hindsight. But, but, At the moment, but, he was into it. Yeah, like, like well, I firmly believe that because I call bullshit right away. You know, and Wang's always like, you know, uh, uh, rock revisionist, you know, Monday morning quarterback. You know, now you're saying this. And I'm, I'm calling bullshit on Hetfield because nothing happens in this band without Hetfield. That's right, Tommy. Uh, without Hetfield and, uh, you know, Lars agreeing on it. So it really... That bothers me. Like, oh, oh, okay. Now you admit that it sucks, but you're gonna blame it on the other guys, and I, I'm not buying that shit. At Neither all. am I, dude. I agree with you I, a thousand. I, I, I think, and, and 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 there's songs in particular when we get into like certain tracks that are Hetfield. I mean, they're 100% Hetfield driven, and 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 the whole concept. So for him to deny this because now you're getting praise for being metal again uh you know it's like it, it pisses me off as much as like you know I, in one aspect i'll let it go because i'm just happy you're playing fucking you know close to thrash again but it's like god damn it stop trying to whitewash this shit own up to the fact that you made some shitty fucking albums in my opinion well yeah but but again i'll have to i'll have to go back to say they did it because they want to do it they could have played it safe they could have done thrash album after thrash album to play, well, but but you know what? I think that's why Metallica is the biggest band in the world. They they went out, they went and did music to for the mass, and yeah, oh that's lame and everything. But yeah, dude, it keeps the fucking heater in the in in, in the several uh, uh, you know hot pools they got. You know, so right. But but what I'm getting at with that is, I think they did play it safe by changing. I think. The hard thing would have done in 1996 as Metallica and coming off the Black Album, the hard thing would have been to put out a fucking thrash album. The that easy, would have been easy as fuck. At 33 no, no, years old, no, no, they're no, going to no, repeat no, the same shit they no. put out when they were 21 years old. No, you are it, wrong. It would be hard to sell that to the fucking the alternative crowd. would be hard to sell them a thrash album. The you easy know, thing look, would be to it, put out... A half-ass Alice in Chains, and that's what they did. They did. They took the I don't, easy route. I don't hear it. I don't. And that's another thing I, I I hear a lot about is that load and reload are grunge albums. They're not grunge albums, dude. They don't sound like grunge albums to me. They sound different, but I don't hear no grunge on it. I hear country and western in one song, very far from grunge. If any, okay, I'll get into that song. We'll get into it. If there's any song on here that's alternative-ish, it's one they did a video for, and we'll talk about that one later. But now let me get into. Uh, when I discovered Load. Um, look, I wasn't the biggest black album hater, though I didn't really like it, but, you know, there was, I always liked God That Fails, and there was a couple other ones. It was okay. I didn't hate it. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, I was like, dude, I'm not the, uh, you know what you were saying? You didn't say it tonight, Ian, but I heard you say this before. I heard you say, when Metallica released a black album, you were like, "Oh my God, Metallica!" You loved it, and then later you were like, "You know, this ain't that good," because you yeah. got you got caught up in it. Well, the yeah. same thing happened to me with Injustice for All. I heard it, I was like, "Oh my God!" Blah, blah. Then after a while, I'm like, "Dude, this album's not that good." I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Injustice for All. I'm not. I I, I think Blackened is. I'll tell you this: Blackened is the. I I don't think as much as I love Hardwired. I don't think Metallica has ever written a song as good as Blackened since 1988. 
You know, agree. I love Blackened. I love uh, um, uh, Dyer's Eve was good, and and one the popular one. I love that fucking song, but the rest of it, I mean, Short of Straw has its moments. Harvester of Sorrow has its moment, but dude, things of Freight End of Sanity. Get the fuck out of here with that. And and uh, I have the Beholder. I don't like none of that. Oh, and Justice for All. Oh my God, you talk about a fucking. Let's cram a million riffs in one song and try to be oh, full fate. Well, I don't. And and right, but you see, it. but in retrospect, I mean, this is me. When I first came out, I loved it because you know it's Metallica. You know, Metallica was the coolest shit going at that time. So in retrospect now, uh, I'm not a big fan of Injustice for All. Is it better than the Black Album? Yeah, it has blackened. You know, and the Black Album, when the Black Album came out, the backlash was unbelievable, but that, that's, that's just our people. You know, and I don't mean to minimize it, but let's face reality here. We are the minority. I've said this on several episodes. You can bitch all you want how bands suck, but... You know, Metallica just did a sold-out stadium tour. Do, yeah. do we do we really fucking matter? You know. Uh, but yeah. here's here's my point. When when Ride the Lightning came out, and and Kill 'Em All. This is just, dude. I had my metalhead fans, and then my fans that were going the Bon Jovi route. So my metalhead fans, those were the people I hung, I cling to, because I couldn't identify with the Bon Jovi crowd. So, as a whole, we fucking loved it. We loved Kill 'Em All, and we loved Ride the Lightning. I'm not going into Master yet because there's a story I got to say between Ride the Lightning and Master. The love for Metallica was immense for the people in South Florida. Till I went to Los Angeles in 1985, it was the summer all the way to October, and I encountered some people that said Metallica sucks. They sold out. One guy was even saying. How gay is it to start Ride the Lightning how it is? I was like, forget Fire, Fire with Fire. It's just the intro to Fight, Fire with Fire offended these fucks. Imagine Fate to Black. Right. So they were already getting shit on the second album from the Los Angeles people. I didn't didn't encounter that over here. But when I went to California, I encountered it over there. Uh, Master of Puppets came out. I came back to Florida. So I don't know what the... They were saying they were probably bitching about Sanitarium in the beginning of Battery. I loved it. You know, I, I'm just thinking, God, this band just keeps getting better and better. They're immense. Uh, and, and Justice for All, it was like, you know, I got, it was a vacuum, dude. It was like Metallica, swoop. You know, and I remember going to Monsters of Rock before that album came out and they played Harvester of Sorrow. I'm like, oh, that's fucking like Leper Messiah type shit, you know? And now it's kind of like, you know, I don't actually, I don't really hate Harvester of Sorrow. That's one of the better tracks. But, uh, there, dude, what's the difference between Harvester and Sorrow and Sad But True? You can say the songs are vastly different, but it's the same tempo. It's the same vibe. It was the direction they were going. I went to go see the Black Album Tour, and I got to tell you, man, that was the best time I ever saw Metallica. I saw um, Injustice two times, and that, those were stellar shows. But, man, that one, the, an evening with Metallica show, which I saw three times. Uh, in Fort Myers, Orlando, and Miami. Incredible. So, Load comes out. And the first thing I hear is Until It Sleeps. And I was horrified. 
I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, so you didn't like it at first? I didn't like it at first. And and also, the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, what, they're trying to be dancing? Because I heard that, you know, that, that guitar, like, you know, like that, that Twin Peaks guitar, you know what I'm talking about? Man, you know, and I, and I hated it. But you know what? I still went out and bought it. So I came home, I laid down, I put it on. I'm not going to tell you what songs grabbed me right from the start, which I still like to this day. But it's not many. And I was just sitting there going, this fucking is terrible. Metallica comes, I go. I go to the show. And this was the nail in the coffin for me till I heard um, Hardwired. Was I saw that load show, and dude, it was like crap. I mean, it was cool that they started the show with So What, and you know, Creeping Death, and you know, the, you know, for whom the bell tolls. What you'd expect. But then they then they started playing like you know, you know songs from Load and the songs I don't like, like uh, 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 Wherever I May Roam and shit like that. And then finally, after all this songs I don't like, they go into Fight Fire with Fire. And they're thrashing and they stop it abruptly and they go right into Nothing Else Matters. Ooh. And I got so upset. And the rest of the show was just terrible. So I'm walking out of this show, right? My friend Heidi is proof of this. And these two poor little kids, which I still feel bad to this day. These two little kids in back of me while we're walking out because it was very crowded and it took a while to, you know, pile everybody out of the place. These two kids behind me, one kid said to the other kid, hey, man. He said, of course, he's saying this sarcastically. What was the band we just saw, man? And I turned around. I go, well, sure the fuck was a Metallica kid. And like the kid jumped out of his skin. I was so pissed off. You know, I was like, fuck Metallica, man. I mean, they, they let me down at a show. It was one thing to let me down on a record. But you fucking, you did a shitty show. So fuck you. I'm never going to see you again. And I kept that promise till I heard Hardwired. And I went all the way to Orlando to see it. And boy, was that a great show. But, uh... Uh, and so we'll get into the review now. I mean, I, I'm just telling you uh, what it was, you know, how I came. I bought it. I bought it when it was brand new. I don't know if I bought it on the first day, but I'm pretty sure I bought it on the first week. You know, I just went out and bought it because you got to remember in those days, you buy a record on the first week is cheaper. Yep. You know, because then yep. the next week they raise the price. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to yep. get the new Metallica, you know, hopefully it's better than that until it sleeps shit. And uh, there you go. So, uh, Bill Wang, why don't you take yes, the first sir. track, Ain't My Bitch? Yeah, man. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's a fantastic opener. I absolutely love the album, the, the song. I, I Like I was telling God of Watt earlier, I love the... Lars obviously went a simplistic route on the drums. I love the rhythm section on this album and this song in particular uh, Jason and Lars totally rule I think it's the fucking badass kick-ass biker metal song and um, I love it I love the song man I think it's a great opener it's different but at 33 years old roughly that's their ages that they were at why the fuck would they want to be playing the same shit over and over and over and over. So I get it. I would have done the same fucking thing. I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit younger than them. You know, not much, but a little bit younger. And by, at that juncture, 96, I was exploring all sorts of different shit myself. So I wouldn't want to put out, you know, the same fucking album over and over and over. So I personally dug it, and I love this song. Ain't my bitch. 
And I'm bringing back the chopsticks. Four to five chopsticks. Woo! Ian? Uh, this is one that, that I did hear. Uh, I don't know exactly how I heard this, because like I said, I never bought the album. Uh, it wasn't officially released as a single, but I think I might have heard it on the radio. Yeah, but it, but it was after, you know, Until It Sleeps or whatever. And I wanted to hate it so bad, just because I was so pissed at Metallica. But there was something catchy about this one. Uh, you know, in my notes I put, Metallica does cock rock. Happy and bouncy like poison, but heavier. And I, I truly believe this is like, uh, this is like Metallica's crazy, crazy nights. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's not that, it, it's so out of left field, uh, you know, for, for them. It's, it's, it's so simplistic. It, it's scary for a band that, that, that I thought had incredible musicianship and do incredible changes. This is total spoon moon in June. And even the lyrics like ain't my bitch, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck? This is like cock rock fucking lyrics. But that being said. I think it's a catchy song. I think it's a horrible Metallica song, but I think it would be a strong song for any other band. And I can't deny the fact that I do enjoy this song, and I'm very ashamed of that, but I like this song. Okay. Um, this is the first track I heard when I laid down in my bed reading the lyrics. Hated it. Oh, I was like, wow, this sucks. So then doing research for the show, I put it on. And I'm thinking to myself, this one ain't that bad. Why did I hate it? I mean, it's not Creeping Death. You know, it's it's okay for like a decent Black Album song. Uh, I don't understand why I hated it back then. This is not bad. And then all of a sudden, the solo came on and it reminded me why I hated it. Do, Kirk doing that, what is he, Gary Rossington now? Stupid slide guitars that never works with metal bands. I'm sorry. When Mick Mars started doing it, I just don't like slide guitar in fucking metal bands. You need to live in a trailer to put emotion in a slide guitar. Uh, By this time, Justin Childers. I'm sure he plays a mean, mean uh, slide guitar. Um, By this time, Kurt was living in a mansion. Give me a break. So um, it's a good song, but the solo completely sucks. So. so you know it, it's a it's a good song with a major flaw. That's that's what I can say about it. So, and I also I got to say that I was so disgusted by this album because I did hear it a lot before I went to go see the Load show. That that show after that show I never put the shit on ever again. But I'll go to the next one, Two by Four. This is a song that got me the first time I heard it. When I first heard it, I go, okay, now I'm digging this. You know. Uh, you know, it has this Sabbath groove and I really like the lyrics and I like the melody line. And, uh, this is one of the standout tracks. Granted, nothing like, you know, the glorious thrash Metallica of the eighties, but I'm not that close. I'm not that close minded thrasher that can't accept a song, no matter who does it. You know, as long as it's a cool song and. And uh, this song, I think it's pretty fucking cool. And I still do. Listening to it again, revisiting, I was like, this song is held up. I dig the song. So that's what I think of 2 by 4 Wang? Yeah. Um, 
I think that's a pretty good description of the song. Um, and like I was going to say, why does this song suck? Uh, it doesn't. That's why. Um, I like it. It's like um, very bluesy, hard rock. Um, unlike you, I like the slide guitar aspects of the whole album. And I get what you're saying, but that's wait, not wait, where wait, they wait, are. Wait, 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 wait. Is there slide guitar in 2x4? I don't no, remember. The, gen- okay. the general, okay. the general right. uh, consensus of the album, right, there's a lot right. of slide guitar. But just, I was just prefacing, the, generally speaking, of the album. Um, I don't know. When I hear the song, I just think of a naked dancer for some reason. I think it's dark. I think it's kick-ass. Um, you can't say it's not heavy. That's for sure. Um, I like it, man. I dig it. I give it, again, four to five chopsticks. All right. Ian? All right. Well, uh... This is when I really start paying attention because uh, as I'm listening, this, I already knew ain't my bitch. So it's just like, eh, do I still like it? Do I still hate it? Made up my mind. I'm like, okay, now we get into two by four. Now we get into unfamiliar territory uh, because from here on out, all I knew was the singles. So I'm like, let me listen to it, be objective, uh, you know, and, 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 and honest and see what I think. And I was kind of like, hmm. Huh. What is this? You know, I definitely hear the Sabbath vibe. And, uh, you know, and I know this sounds weird, but I almost get like a Chili Peppers vibe, too. Just like from the lyrical flow, you know, I hear Badooba, Badaba, Shadooby Dooby. You know, I could just see like fucking Ketis doing some kind of fucking scat shit to that. But I was like, I like it. It's not what I want out of Metallica, but it's actually like a good catchy song and, and like all I could hear is like wang in my head like I told you motherfucker I told you this shit's good you know and I'm like <laughs> man I can't I can't lie this is kind of a good song again not what I want from uh, uh, Metallica but then again I like fucking Unmasked and it's not what I want out of Kiss that's not the sound I want out of Kiss but I like Unmasked I, I, I think it's some good pop songs so when I hear this, I kind of get that unmasked feeling. Uh, shouldn't be coming out of Metallica, but I'm going to call a good song a good song. I really enjoyed 2 by I, four. Now, you know, I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing I ever heard, but uh, it made me think, like, hmm, my whole opinion could change on this record. That's what I think about 2 by 4 And I'm going, to, I'm going to the next song, The House That Jack Built. All right, let me refer to my notes here. Alice and Chains called and said they want their everything back. Uh, you just ripped off my notes. <laughs> uh, uh, but again, I'm listening to this song, and I was like, this ain't that bad. I'm like, and, and again, I just see Wang, like with his face covered, you know, with, with, with a scarf and laughing at me. You know, that's what I see in my dreams. When I, I'm like, God damn damn it i'm like holy fuck am i gonna end up loving load you know and again you know love is a strong uh uh word for this song but i enjoyed i enjoyed it for what it was but i mean as i'm listening to this i'm like oh my god this is so derivative of alice in chains and uh you know that that's something that that so many bands have done though it's not just metallica there's been numerous bands that i love that you know, their first couple albums, you hear their influence. The next couple albums, they develop their signature sound. 
and then they get a little long in the tooth and a next generation comes along and then they start copying them because they want to seem relevant and that's what i get out of this one this is them like hey we got to do what these other kids are doing because that shit's selling and i just bought this house and holy fuck you ought to see the house note yeah, all right yeah. hey 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 wang what do you think of the house that, that jack built uh i think it's fucking badass uh, i think it's cool i think obviously i think it's a very theatrical song um it's obviously James is totally trying to rip off Lane Staley, um, and obviously piggybacking on uh, Bang Tango Boy. Um, uh, Alice in Chains totally influenced. Um, I love the g- guitar effects, uh, and matter of fact, even a fucking Peter Frampton uh, uh, talk box or whatever. And uh, and I'm okay if you're going to be ripping off Alice in Chains, so. You know, um, so yeah, I think it's a cool song. I give it three out of five chopsticks. Bam. All right, the house that Jack built, more like the shit that Jack took. This is <laughs> fucking terrible. The hooks are duller than a plastic knife. And oh, let's add a talk box to Kurt's wah wah pedals. Peter Frantum, you're not, Fruit Cup. Fuck this song. I hate it. It's garbage. That's what All I right, think. Yeah. All <laughs> right. All right, the next one, Until It Sleeps. Like I said, first time I heard it, I was horrified, but as time went on, it grew on me. First, the lyrics are what got me. And the way James sings, it matches the darkness of the lyrics. And uh, the mu- then that music uh, f- you know, following it, you know, we all have our demons. And at this time, I was fighting some serious emotions, you know, not quite knowing where my life was going because you know dead end jobs working paycheck to paycheck not knowing how I'm you know gonna pay the rent not knowing how ever I'm gonna fucking succeed in life you know I have no I have no future and by this point I was like many people blaming others for my hardship you know and thank god I got over that shit because you know at the first time I I, you know I, I was listening to the song and it was getting to me I was really identifying with it where it kind of like what, what I what I used to say about, you know, Twisted Sister, how, you know, it inspired me to better myself. This one inspired me to fucking chill out because, you know, there's these to, to keep those demons down, you know, you know, it's until it sleeps, because that's what it, the song's about. It's like these fucking crazy things that make your life crazy. And then it goes to sleep. You know, I mean, that's when it stops. So it's like. All this shit's going to keep happening until it sleeps. And I think that's genius. And the music I fucking love. And I got to tell you this. And I know I'm going to get shit for this. And I love it because I'm a fucking masochist. But God damn. Do I love that video. Woo. I love the fuck out of that video. It was like. Dude. It was so. It was like one of those paintings. You know. Like those hell paintings with the. With the fucking what is it that 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 crow eating a person and they're in hell and James is wiping shit all over himself and and you know and and, and I don't know dude I, the the whole concept of them wearing all that makeup and and black eye dude to me in that video I thought it looked fucking badass it was like it's Metallica in hell and uh, I really love the video too to this song I think it's fucking great. And like the song, uh, the video, I was like, 
what the fuck is this bullshit? When I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is it with this makeup? But now I find that video very epic and original and as as well as the song. I think it's a an amazing song, an amazing video. And uh, I give it five out of five, uh, you know, Chinese restaurants. All right. That's what I think of until it sleeps. Now let's flip the coin over and pass it to Ian. <laughs> yeah, this song fucking inspired me too. Inspired me to listen to fucking Far Beyond Driven. Wow. Th- this is fucking garbage. Jesus yeah. Christ. They even called it uh, in the studio while they were making this uh, Fell on Black Days. You know, showing you, okay, now we're going to rip off fucking Soundgarden and poorly at that. Uh, oh, and, and we're going to make a Nine Inch Nails video, you know, but we're going to have a U2 edge to it. And the fucking horror. This is, this is, oh my God, this is so bad. Man, when I heard this, it's like, what the fuck happened to these guys? And, and like, again, it must be like Wank when you heard Crazy Crazy Nights. You know, uh, uh, Ralph, when you heard Somewhere in Time, they're like, where the fuck did my band go? When I heard this shit, I'm like, what the fuck is this fucking MTV garbage? I mean, this, this is like really, really bad. And trust me, kids, it gets worse. There's, there's, there's other songs on this album that make this sound like fucking cashmere. But this is like... Wow, and sometimes you blow my mind, Ralph, with what you like and what you yeah, don't no, like. Yeah, no, and I also forgot to and add, this is the best song on the album. Wow. Holy <laughs> fucking shit. Okay, just re- my How the Mighty Have Fallen. I mean, well, gee, this thanks. is... Oh, like, you're talking about Metallica, I'm sorry. A big fat fucking pass on Until It Sleeps. All right, what do you think, Wang? Um, I don't know, like, a lot of bands, it's like... You know, as as long as you're interesting, you know, I'm not going to hold a band to, oh, you better fucking release the same album over and over and over again. I want to hear Master Puppets ten times. Just like, you know, that's why I fucking love Turbo. That's why I love uh, Rush Signals and, and Grace Under Pressure. That's why I love Kiss the Elder. I mean, I wasn't one of those guys that, you know, was living in a little, your mom's basement and said, oh, you got to release the same album 20 times or else you're not, not valid. I love this song. I think it's a badass song. I give it four to five chopsticks. Bam. Well, let me let, let me ask you, Wing. Uh, yeah, go go for it. You, you, you say that, uh, yeah, yeah, change. But now that they're heavier again, uh, are you are you mad that they're heavier again? Do you, do you see Hardwired as a sellout because they're heavy no. again? No, I don't. No, I don't at all. I, I I see it as an evolution where they're like. They're, in their minds, they're all, well, we're not going to release Load, you know, Part 10. They're just going with the, the flow of their love of music. So they're going to do this here, this there. I mean, come on. You can't say Load is that much of a, div, a diversion like Kiss Unmasked compared to Love Gun. You can't say this is so different than uh, Defenders of the Faith and Turbo. It's not that drastic. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I disagree. Well, all right. Well, you disagree. Well, I disagree with you. So, um, I still I mean, love you. I still love you, by the way. Yeah, well, I disagree uh, with both of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so, yeah, that's where I, I take on that. And, um, you know, and like I said, you know, me and Ralph are, you know, we're younger than these guys, but we're a few years younger than them. 
And I, I could see, I mean, you know, at this juncture in 1996, I was totally getting into different things. You know, so I, I don't, I like the song. So I think it's in, on top of everything else, keep it interesting. If you, if you're boring, I'm out. And I think this song was interesting and that was cool. So there you go. Okay. Well, what do you think of the next song? King nothing. Oh man. I think this song is fucking badass. Uh, um, it's a kick-ass commercial hard rock song. I absolutely love the riff. Um, the video is fucking really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, man. I mean, is it is it uh, is it going to change the world? No. Is it uh, you know battery? No. But I think it's in 1996. There wasn't anything heavier on MTV. That's her damn sir. And I like it. I give it five out of five. Ian? <laughs> uh, so stock and fucking generic, it's pathetic. Uh, this is really fucking terrible. And yes, there was something heavier in 1996. It was Pantera. Check out I'm Broken. I said on MTV. Rosie has, it, it, well, Rosie. And they showed I'm Broken. Uh, Far Beyond Driven was the, was the heaviest album to ever go to number one. I, I, I mean, there, there was, you know, and I'll never forget when I saw in 96, I saw it was a co-headline tour between uh, uh, White Zombie and Pantera, and the opening band was Deftones, uh, who I didn't like at the time. I love them now, but uh, they had a shirt at the time where, you know, the, the D and the S were like the Metallica, you know, because Metallica changed their logo, but they made the D and the S like the old school Metallica with the points. And somebody threw a shirt up on stage. I beloved Van Halen with Van Hager, how they changed their... And, uh, and, and Phil, yeah, yeah, exactly. Change the sound, change the logo. Uh, but, uh, uh Phil, he, he grabbed the shirt and he picked it up and then he wipes his ass. He goes, looks like a Metallica logo. And then he grabbed it, wiped his ass with it. And that's how a lot of people felt. Like, oh my God, the band that, like, started Thrash is now reduced to this. And this is a prime example, because this shit sounds, and I know it wasn't out at the time, but this is the kind of shit that, to my ears, bands like Godsmack and Disturbed would make a fucking career out of. And it makes sense that, you know, around this time, the opening band for fucking Metallica is like Days of the New. You know, it's like, wow, you're doing this, like, remedial fucking shit when you're Metallica. You're Metallica. And you're doing this kind of, like, Spoon Moon and June ABC fucking jock rock. Like, are you serious? I mean, like, holy fucking shit. It, it, I mean, this is just tripe to me. This, 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 this is bad. You know, the one thing I will say is, uh, at least until it's sleep is a little bit musically diverse than this one. This is them just doing fucking retard rock. I really fucking hate this track. Uh, Ralph, what do you think? Well, I think I'm going to start fining you every time you say Spoon Moon in June. Okay. Every time. You say it every fucking episode, dude. Stop with that. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking with you. Kind of. Alright. Uh, King Nothing. Uh, first time I heard this, laying in my bed, I thought, okay, this one is decent. Because believe me, First time laying in my bed, I didn't like until it sleeps either, you know? I was like, all right, two by four, these two clunkers. And now this one is like, eh, 
it's kind of decent. It's not great. It's just decent. And I kind of think the same way. I, I think it's kind of Enter Sandman-ish. You know, so much so that James says at the end of the song, off to Never Neverland. And, uh, and I put it right there with Enter Sandman. I, uh, not, not really hated, hated the song, but never really loved it. it. It's on the border of suck and just okay. That's what I think. But now I'll go into the next one. Hero of the Gay. I mean, of the day. This one is just awful in every fucking way. What an utter piece of shit. Everything about this song bothers me. Music, lyrics, vocal delivery. It takes boredom to a whole new lower, lower level. At this point, it is the worst Metallica song to date. Makes nothing else matter sound like motor breath. This shit is Hero of the Gay. Ah, fuck this song. I would have to say this is the worst song on the fucking album. And it was a goddamn single with a video just as shitty. That's And this is the one that I would say was very alternative and of, of the time. Where I was saying earlier, there's a song like that. God damn, that was a loud beer crack. Um, so he's got, he's got a big old beer and a big old. I got a big old cracker. <laughs> Fuck you. I so love yeah, that. That's my favorite part. the worst, the worst Metallica song up to that point, and probably you know what? I'd probably say it's the worst Metallica song ever uh, that I've heard. Um, terrible. What do you think, Wang? I don't hate the song, man. I I can live with it. Uh, I could see the issues that folks from the beginning, like you, um, have with it. I think it's a it's a decent. Uh, I think there's some cool guitar sounds in the song. It's a pop song. It's uh, it's totally. Um, I mean, it's it's totally just them trying to just do something totally different and just fit in. And I see it, but no, I, you know, I, I like certain pop songs and, uh, like I, it, it, is it, uh, you know, motor, you know, I mean, I know I'm, I'm kind of like getting out of a, a paper bag right now, trying to say something positive about it. And it's probably the most polarizing Metallica song ever. Uh, <laughs> it, hence Dr. Fuck what he just said. Um, but no, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Oh, there you go. Um, I give it two out of five chopsticks. Uh, and now also it has a, a, a personal thing. I wasn't going to get into, but I'm going to. Uh, my woman at the time that I was with off and on for 19 years until she passed away, she hated Metallica. And that, that period uh, from um, Injustice up until this, you know, I was sort of out of not necessarily I didn't give up on metal, but I was exploring all music of somebody, you know, a different generation than me. So I kind of like put that stuff to the side. And I remember her loving the song. So it was like, oh, wow. So it it has a personal effect to me because that was the one song that she liked. And uh, yeah, so it's a personal song, you know, but I, I understand the hate. I understand all the, you know, the throw darts at it or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. All right. How about you, Ian? 
Well, first I want to say fuck you for making me go after Bill Wang. You said something nice and sweet about the song, and I got to shit all over this motherfucker. I feel like an <laughs> asshole. Uh, but, oh, my fucking God. Uh, until I listened to this album in its entirety, I firmly believe that this was the worst Metallica song of all time. There's a song on here that's worse. Uh, but this was so bad, and that fucking video. Good. And I know that, the, in the grand scheme of things, that shouldn't come into play. Because we're talking I about the... I hope not. Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking about the music here. Yeah. But this video is such a blatant... Like, didn't Nirvana just do the whole thing where they did the game show and they did all this yes. shit? Yes. It's so, yes. it's It's so fucking derivative. And yeah. I, I just, this is the point where I really fucking hated James's singing because he's doing this kind of like half ass crooning, half ass Merle Haggard fucking shit, you know? And it's just like, oh, can you hear your baby cry? You know, just to hear those fucking lyrics out of the same guy that wrote fucking Creeping Death. I'm like, get the fuck out of here with this fucking namby pamby fucking bullshit I, I mean this is just oh my god this is fucking despicable this is like you know you know and I hate to keep coming back to these albums but you know I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, you know get in your guys head like when you hear shit like crazy nights that's what I hear when I hear this or if you're you know like Ralph like when you hear parental guidance that's what I hear when I hear this song I, I, I have to say, this is worse than Parental Guidance and Crazy Nights combined. Oh, oh, oh yeah. no way. Oh, no, no, yes. I, I'll, I'll totally agree with hey, you. Hey, rest in peace, your lady, dude. This is nothing against her, okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. talking about, a, I'm not talking about uh, her, I'm talking about a song. No, I know, I, I wasn't going to mention that, but I said fuck it, you know? Anyway. Dude, she yeah. didn't like, she didn't like Fight Fire with Fire and shit like that, so. God, you no. can, you can understand why she would like this. Yeah, so she, I, I, I'm nothing against her, dude. Don't think you know. I, I, I sympathize with your memory, bro. And believe me, everything I'm saying about this is the same thing I say about the cure. It's nothing against you, bro. All right. And and and, and you know when I'm, yeah. I'm right with you. I, I love the fucking cure, and I love Depeche Mode. I love all that shit well, that you well, used to well, listen to. With well, this the thing girl. is that I, when I hate the cure, I, I do do it against you, Ian. <laughs> But oh, not okay. against Wang. That, that, that's fine. I could, but but, I, but I believe could. me. But but to make you feel better, I do it more to Bushy than I ever will to you. Oh, but yeah, you okay. know, I'll, I'll reserve a little bit of percentage to you. But Wang's Wang is hands off, bro. Right. Bam. Yeah. So 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 there's that. But yeah, this is. You're sleeping I, in my bed in August, Doc. So there you go. <laughs> hell yeah. I, uh, yeah yeah. Tell me how I taste, Ralph. Um, but uh. uh no, like cotton candy. It's, it's <laughs> th- this song is 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 so fucking. And I honestly, I thought I would go to my grave, uh, that this is like the worst offense that the mighty Metallica would ever do. But there's a song on here that's that's even fucking worse. But this is this is so fucking. Oh my god! But you know the funny while we're talking about this. You know, my son loves this shit because this is his first Metallica memories. Uh, his generation. You've yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah. He, he grew up with this shit. 
And like sometimes I'm so hard on him about that, and I feel bad. Like, you know, I should, you know, in one mind I'm like I should just be happy he likes Metallica. Uh, but there's part of me like, God damn it, you don't know it. But it, it's it's really no difference than when I sit here and tell you how much I love Somewhere in Time, and when you heard it, Ralph, you're like, oh, you know. But you saw the transition where if somebody just comes in and they don't know no fucking better, if they like this and they go back and like them more, it doesn't make them less a fan. It's just when they came in, so it didn't seem as weird. But that's, I keep throwing back to you guys, this is how you must have felt when you heard your other favorite bands there was, there was totally no... sell out and, and, and fucking bite the fucking pillow. This is some pillow biting horrible shit. There was no backlash to Somewhere in Time, though. But I do remember a backlash to Can I Play With Madness. But not Somewhere in Time. I didn't hear a backlash there. Yeah, but but you know, you you, you had a personal backlash to it. Yeah, yeah. You, Me, it was you know? personal, yes. And, and that's how it was with this. Like, hey, I hated this out the gate, but this, this shit sold five million albums. So there's other people who ate this shit up like it was fucking Fruity <laughs> Pebbles. Uh, but, Number one for four weeks. Yeah, you know, and, and and this song, you know, it's funny. I'm looking, uh, this song went to number one on the rock charts. The song before it was Me Wise Magic by Van Halen. And then after this song, it was Blow Up the Outside World by Soundgarden. So that would, it been, t- would it have been number one if it wasn't Metallica? Would it have sold oh, five million copies if it point. wasn't Metallica? No, it's sold because of the name. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But it's a, it's the same way like fifty one fifty sold it's because of the exactly. name. Exactly, exactly. But uh, but yeah, I, I really I I hoped and prayed that this would be the worst Metallica song I ever heard. But this album will prove me wrong. But we'll get into that later. But uh, let's let's get back to this album, if you will. And Bill <laughs> Wang, take the next one, Bleeding Me. Yeah, hold on. Let me touch up my fingernail polish. Let me put on the black fingernail polish. It started coming off now. So, all right. I'm back into the focus. All right. Bleeding Me, man. I think it's dark. I love the effects. I love the crunch in the middle of the song. I absolutely dig this song. I know uh, Wadzilla, without, you know, telegraphing his take, he doesn't agree with me, but uh, I dig the song, man. It's badass. It's epic. It's long, and the 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 middle crunch of the the midsection is fantastic. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's a cool. And then, more than anything else, it's interesting. It it's interesting. It's not boring. It has, you know, they're just like. I just, I just, you know, when something is interesting, you got my attention. My, my radar goes up, and I'm like, all right. So, I like the song. I think it's obviously a stretch. I think they're trying to be somebody else. I think James is totally trying to be Lane Staley. I think Metallica is totally trying to do that, that sort of long jamish Alice in Chains dark, you know, sort of vibe. And it's calculated, absolutely. I'm not denying that. But that being said, I mean, if you're going to be ripping off a, a band, and uh, I mean, you could you could 
piggyback and go, yeah, but you're Metallica. You don't need to be ripping off anybody else. But when you've been around as long as they have, Met- Alice in Chains is only popular a few years at that juncture. Metallica has been around for fucking 13 years. So I could see how at 33 years old, they want to change it up and do something different, man. Rather than do the same fucking shit over and over and over again. The only two bands that got away with it is Slayer and ACDC. Because Slayer... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Not Slayer. They went new metal. Um, ACDC and Motorhead. Excuse me. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah, I like this song, man. I think it's a cool song. I think I give it four to five chopsticks. Bam. Ralph? Okay. Um, I think this song should have been called Enter Sandman, actually. Instead of that other one, because it puts me to sleep. Uh, this this should have been a Nyquil commercial song. You know, it starts off mellow, then it goes into what Bill loves, but I think it is the most dull riff. It is an incredibly dull riff when they try to get heavy into it. I can't take it. I can't take it. Poor sleepy me. I don't like it. Next, Ian. Uh, let's see my notes here. What the fuck is this shit? Wah. I drink too much and way too fucking long. Oh my god, is this shit fucking boring? Is it dark? Yeah, it's about as dark as a fucking episode of Punky Brewster. <laughs> oh my god, and it's about as long as the wedding scene in the fucking Deer Hunter. It just goes on and on and nowhere. I'm like, what the fuck is this? this shit, you know, and I was really you know, I'm starting to get pissed off now as I'm listening to this because this is what I expected but, you know, as this album started out you know, the one song I'd heard before and then two songs I didn't know that I was kind of like, okay, you know I'll I'll give this uh, this is interesting it's not what I want, but it's interesting you know, and then we keep going through, you know, three singles in a row that I already know and I already know sucks, but but I'm looking forward to this because I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know this fresh ears and see what we got. Fucking horrible. You you know what? And and this is I and I'm ashamed. I am so ashamed to say this, but I'm gonna be fucking blunt right here. I'd rather listen to fucking Van Hagar than this shit. I mean, oh man, okay, I won't go that far, but no, no. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I asked this bitch the other night. Uh, <laughs> no, this bitch. I love my bitch. Ian is my. I love him so much. He ain't, I, he ain't not, my bitch. No, but no. See what I, I did didn't there? Say that. No, he, he no, 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 no. But go, go ahead. Go, go. Let him talk. Let him sink <laughs> and quick sing it. Go ahead, Ian. Why is Van Hagar better than this? Continue, brother. Because at least for a couple of seconds you hear Eddie Van Halen's guitar. This, this, this is hard. This, this, this even this musically sounds like Sammy Hagar sounds vocally. This this is really, really. I mean, there is no redeeming quality to this song. I mean, seriously. I mean, there is nothing that I can say good about it. Like, Did you oh, hear that? Did you hear that? Your idol people. Your Wadzilla, lovable Wadzilla, says this is worse or. This is worse than Van Hagar, yes. who he has made a fuck, who he, he has made a career out of, and now, he, <laughs> now he is saying it's worse than Van Hagar. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, by the, by the way, by the way, Ian, I don't know if you saw this, 
but like a week ago, there was somebody on our podcast page that posted this song saying how amazing it was. Wow. Uh, and, and of course, I stayed out of it. I was like, ooh. Okay. Oh, God, I wish I would have seen that. And, no. and that was and that was after I listened to this and made this review. I was like, oh, God, you don't know who said it? God, no, I, I can't. Re- no, I can't remember. But I do remember there were comments of people agreeing. Oh, my. Well, no, so, I, I, so, I commented. I, so I think my, it was Mick. Mickens or something like that? I don't know, but my prediction, my prediction, this is my prediction. When this goes up, there's going to be a comment, like, from several people going, I'm with Wang, man. Bleeding Me's a great song. Well, no, I was really surprised. Those are people are smart. Yeah, you're right, you're right. We're a bunch of dopes. When when I knew (laughs) you were recording this. Hey, dude, I just just threw... I just threw Gene Simmons two thousand dollars. What do you expect? I'm a retard. Some something we forgot to mention is um, uh, you guys, uh, do you guys know the story behind when uh, James wrote these lyrics? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted to quit drinking. I no, no, that's not it. No, bleeding me. That's what it's about. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Dude, read the lyrics. It's about him PMSing. Oh, okay. Okay, that, I could be wrong. Yeah, it was Aunt Flo showed up. It was that time of the month, and he wrote this song. You're right. I'm wrong. His panties were full of blood, and he wrote this tune. All right. Well, Ralph. All Ralph, right. Yeah, I'll go into the cure. You want me to go into the yeah, cure? Yeah, go into the cure. All right. I know I can go into the cure. Okay. All right. All right. Here's the cure. The band <laughs> is badass, and the song sucks. Bam. What? We say that? Oh, okay. You don't like the cure? You don't like the song? It said the band is badass, but the song sucks. There you go, Ralph. <laughs> I set you up. <laughs> you you sure showed me there, Bill. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, man. I got to get more into guys that smear their lipstick on cocks. All right. Uh, I'll get into the cure. Um, I do believe, I do believe this song sucks. This is just pure suck with an unhealthy dose of platypus shit. What a terrible song. What is this song about? The the band The Cure? Maybe that's why, you know, that explains how this song is sucks, at, sucks shit. But, then, but they even failed there as well because as shitty as this song, they need to work harder to reach their level of suck. So this song even fails at being sh- as shitty as The Cure. But it is a shitty song, and uh, I hate it. What do you think, Ian? Haven't I heard this rip and drum beat 75 times from fucking Metallica? You want to talk about repetitive and fucking just tripe? Good Lord, this song is fucking horrible. And, uh, you know, I know Wayne said he really liked the rhythm section on, on this, but I feel like this is the album... Where I think the the Lars hate starts, man, because you know he went from you know a capable thrash drummer to like a drum tech for Peter Chris on this shit. It's so stock and so fucking stale. I mean, this shit makes fucking Tommy Lee uh, deserve what people think Tommy Lee is. Uh, just bad drumming, bad guitar playing. Uh, really lazy shit from Kurt too. And as I'm listening to this whole album, I'm like, God damn! You know, people talk about how Lars is the worst uh, drummer in thrash. It makes me feel like Kirk is the worst lead guitar player in thrash. 
compared to everybody else. Just like boring and fucking repetitive. And unfortunately, it doesn't get any better. What's the next? A poor twisted me. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Is this the same fucking song? Because it's just as fucking bad. And it's Sammy Hagar writing the lyrics to this fucking album. Fucking horrible lyrics. Fuck, bland fucking, you know, <laughs> just like pla- plaster. Plaster fucking Plasta, plasta. Exactly what he said. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm really starting to give any hope up. Uh, you know, for this album, you know, for something to come back and grab me. Because after song three, it's all been downhill. But it gets worse. But poor Twisted Me. Oh, my God. Yeah, poor poor Twisted Me for having to listen to this shit. What do you think, Bill Wang? I'm at, <clears throat> you know, it's so trivia is like, um, I just think about the guys like been in the game forever. And at this juncture, 96 roughly 33 years old want to do something different i love there's a there's a zz top uh obvious sort of coke jam on this i think of the, the guys like doing a bunch which obviously they're all at the time massively doing cocaine i just see them guys just rocking out at three o'clock in the morning you know and 95 if they were doing coke, it would be faster <laughs> yeah but anyways <laughs> i think they're doing yeah. loots Anyways, anyway, uh, so the winger song is not that good. Oh, never mind. Uh, Anyways, so uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a cool song. I dig it. Um, I give it three out of five chopsticks. Uh, Like I said, they've been in the game forever. They wanted to change it up. Uh, They didn't want to sound like Warrant Winger fixing bang tango uh, you, uh, keep, uh, you keep saying that, but like, you know, Victor, 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 Victor. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Britney Fox. Uh, anyways, I think it was kind of cool. So it's a good song. So you know, all these, you know, these Johnny Come Lately. You know, they're they're at home whacking out the fucking winger albums, and then they got shit to say uh, about this. Three days of the new. Three days of the yeah. new. But I love how you keep saying this long in the game. Like, this long in the game, they were doing good albums. It's about time they suck just to be different. Anyways, yeah, Bang Tango. So, anyways, I think it's a cool song. There you go. Bam. Well, you know, Bill, I got to be honest with you. I feel a little uh, left out. So, when I start bashing shit, bring up Letters to Cleo. Abba and uh, Barry Manilow. Well, I like two of those three. All right, then bring up the one I you don't like, okay? I like all three of those. Uh, poor twisted me. Oh dear, my poor twisted ears. What the fuck is this bullshit? Blues Talica? A band that sold a kajillion is trying to do some bullshit blues while attempting to be heavy. But the sales of the Black Album castrated the heaviness of this band. It's so obvious. This shit gives mediocrity a bad name. <laughs> Jesus, this song sucks. Fuck poor <laughs> Twisted Me. Go ahead, Bill. Letters to Cleo, bro. No, I'm, I'm not. 
only reason I bring that up is because you bring up the hate of like the cure and everything. No, do I have anything against letters to Cleo personally? No, but am I going to use that as stock defensive mechanism? You damn right I am. Fuck yeah, do it, dude. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, next song. Uh, wasting my time. Oh, <laughs> uh, whoa, the crap keeps coming, don't it? Wasting yeah. my time. Waste, oh, wasting my hate. Yeah, um, yeah. They they try to step it up a bit to make a more upbeat song, but with a lame ass riff with some kind of Andy Summers riff during the verses, and the title "Waste My Hate." That's a stupid title. I'm sorry. This band has lost the plot. It's so evident in this fucking song. Wasting my hate. What the fuck is that? You know, it's like, what, are you trying to be clever, dude? With the word hate, then fucking be Mike Mirror. I hate you better. You know, that's cooler, you know? Wasting my hate. Que pinga pinga esta mierda plata. All right, all right. Fuck it, Bill. Oh, man, this song is fucking badass, dude. (laughs) I I fucking, I jacked off last night, and I had blood in my semen. So here's the deal. I think it's a badass jack off biker metal song. Um, I think there's a little bit of blues to the song. Uh, <laughs> I like the song. I, I don't see how you can't like the song if you're a hard rock fan. But then again, I digress. Uh, you know, you know <laughs> Winger, Warren, Dixon, Brothers the Cleo. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going that route. I'm sticking to the metal hard rock genre. You know? Uh, fuck. What's a hard rock metal band I like that that everybody hates? You know, I was trying. You know, that's funny you should say that, Doc. I was trying to think of bands that you like that I hate, as far as hard rock metal, and I I couldn't come up with anything. So didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't you, you say you, you didn't like, like Armored Saint? You don't like King Diamond? No, I don't. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, oh, then that's know. a perfect. Dude, that's the perfect one to use against me. Because not only do I love King Diamond, I feel Merciful Fate is the greatest metal band. Well, in the I don't hate it enough where I'm gonna use it as a defense mechanism. I use Bang Tango, Vixen, Warren, or Britney Fox to fuck with Ian because. How about you know, Cinderella? Do you like the first Cinderella album? Oh my God, I adore the first Cinderella. Okay, you can't get me there either. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So I can't think anything. So I'm not gonna just come up with something just to be frivolous, just to come up with something to hate on you. You know what I'm saying? You know, so anyways, yeah. So there you go. Bam. Yeah, you know, Bill does have a point, dude. I mean, it's like, uh, Winger and Bang Tango is pretty brutal, bro. All right, but then you bring that up, I'm going to be like, <laughs> Sammy Hagar, Sammy Hagar. You saw Sammy Hagar 57 times. Staying yeah, in the you own the albums, and you're supposed to be the fucking hater of fucking Ben Hagar, and you own the fucking albums! <laughs> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> wasted my hate. I, I'm I'm wasting my Sammy Hagar hate on Metallica, and that's a fucking shame. Why <laughs> <laughs> can't this be love? Ian had the album. He was a little little boy, and he whacked off too. Why can't this be? Oh, shut up! Yeah. Hey, hey, I was 12. What's your fucking excuse? You went and saw the fucking tour. You're, fucking You're supposed to be the fucking antithesis of fucking man. But you own the records. Sell out. 
Hey, I, I fully own that shit. I, I bought them with my grandparents' money. Back to the is a tattoo. What's Boy, he's boy. Bill seems to be wasting his hate on you, Wadzilla. Yeah, he's wasting his hate on Wadzilla. I'm just sticking up for myself. I love the man. He knows that. I talk to him every fucking day. But I'm not gonna sit here and be battered into a corner because wasting my hate. Please, that load blows the weight. Ralph, is load better than 5150? Dude, that goes without saying, bro. That no. goes without saying. Of course it is. Hold on. No. Yes or no? Is load? Yes. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm on a roll. Is Load better than Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood? Uh, they're, they're about tied, dude. Uh, no, 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 you know what, you know what, you know what, no, because uh, Load is better by one song. But it's a close one, that's a close one. Yeah, I'm just talking because of personal conversations with Load, lovable. Lo- load is better than Dr. Feelgood, but not by much. Okay, but it's better, right? A little bit. Ian? is better than this shit. <laughs> the world is going to see... Oh, my... Uh, the gig Bill's is... going to get an aneurysm. No, 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 no. Just the man has made a career out of fucking Van Hager being shitty. But he's going to say it's better than fucking... I mean... Oh. I got to call. You know, you know, Bill, by making a career, you got to make money. <laughs> yeah. I have no career. I love that, though. He made a career. I'm an unemployed hater. I mean, on the internet world being famous, and everyone knows certain people are anti scab kiss fans. But I've certain never been on three sides of the coin, so nobody cares about me. Uh, I have been on that show, and I've been also called out on that show. And Ralph hates when I bring it up because I'm bringing. Yeah, I, I, I know. I hate the fact that you listen to that crap. I yeah, love well, everything about you, but we all have flaws, you know. I like yeah, right. I like three cents of the coin better than this album. <laughs> <laughs> well, so does Bill. He listens to it more than all of us. That's tough. Anyways, you know, I bet now you're on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but wait, uh, it gets worse. It gets worse because we still haven't got the worst song on the album. It does. It, it does. But anyways, uh, there's a diversion. We all went off on something different. So anyways, so there we go. Uh, I, if my calculations are correct, I think Mama said it's the next song. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. All right. Oh my. Hey, I'll take it. Um. Honestly, I've I've wanted to say this. There's a song off the huge um, Santana album that came out in 1999, and there was a song specifically with the 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 singer, the rapper from the band House of Pain. His name is Everlast. Turn your love lights on. Yes, this is oh the wow. We didn't even discuss this. This is an epic fucking. Um, the, 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 yeah, uh, Put Your Lights On is a total rip-off of this song. And I know people are going, oh my god, this song sucks. But seriously, do yourself a favor and put on uh, the 1999 Santana album with Everlast. Like Ian just said, Put Your li- put your Lights On. This is a, That song rips this off big time. 
Hey, I'm speaking to the audience. Do yourself a favor. Don't listen to fucking yeah, other don't. Song. No, I'm saying if it ripped off this song, don't, I ain't gonna check it out. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to say that, but uh, yeah, fuck you. I think this. <laughs> hey, I ain't a telemarketer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to fuck Vinny Vincent in the ass. Anyways, uh, you know, think about this. Uh, you know. I mean, if you really want to analyze the song, it's like, yeah, it's kind of weak, blah blah blah, and it's a rip off of, uh, or it's a, 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 the the Everlast song ripped it off. I mean, it's kind of a dark song talking about James's mom dying of cancer. I know all three of us still have our moms alive, so in that respect, sort of, kind of deep. Um, it's um, yeah, it's kind of a weak song. But if it was Alice in Chains, it probably would be talked about being a, a brilliant song. You know, if it was because Alice in Chains, it'd be good. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, fair enough. I agree with that. Analysis. No, no, I mean, they would write a better song. Yeah, well, anyways. Uh, Ralph, Ralph yeah. what do you think of Mama Set? Uh, a desperate attempt to escape this huge shadow they cast upon themselves, trying to be what, uh, you know... Uh, trying to be nothing like what the press called them you know and trying to be what the press was calling them at the at that time too the new led zeppelin you, we've heard that about metallica and you can hear kurt trying to be jimmy page playing that that twangy riff that sounds like what page did on tangerine you know i know jimmy page kurt you're on no jimmy page hell you're not even jimmy crack corn <laughs> James should have released a solo album with this garbage, with garbage like this. Uh, one more word I have to say about this song: Plasta. Thank you, Ian. New Led Zeppelin. They ain't the fucking new Leather Wolf with this fucking shit. Hey, hey, I like Leather Wolf, bro. Jesus Christ! Hear me calling. What the fuck you got against Leather Wolf? Fucking Garth Hedges. Winger, winger, back tango. Wait, 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 wait. Ian, you like Vixen? Better than this. Britney Fox. You like Britney Fox? <laughs> I only know a couple songs, but better than this. Alright. Okay. Garth Hedfield. Rhinestone Bottom Boy. Oh my god. Is this shit this is this is the one like I honestly thought that my hate would uh you know, the, the the bottom of the barrel was fucking hero of the day. But these are the two hands holding up the fucking barrel. This is the worst shit I've ever heard. Uh, fucking Hetfield's mom died of shame, not cancer. Hearing this fucking song, Jesus fucking Christ. This to date, now, now keep in mind, kids, keep in mind, I have not heard Reload yet. But I've heard everything else, including Lulu. And this is by far the fucking worst Metallica song I've ever heard. This is so, so fucking bad. Oh my God, is this, this, this really, this, this makes Hero of the Day sound like another song I fucking hate. This is fucking horrible. I cannot believe this is the same band that uh that wrote 
all this other music that I fucking love and worship. But then again, hey, they're 33. What do you want them to make? You want them to keep making good albums? Uh, they got to change. And change they did. Mama said, Mama said this fucking sucks. This is fucking horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible shit. Uh, what do you think of Thorn Within? Ralph Vieira. Uh, Thorn Within. Okay, hold on a second here. I lost my notes. Uh, Thorn oh, Within. You don't remember this song right off the bat? <laughs> <laughs> no. My memory loves me. Uh, it's a, it has a decent opening, adding the crunch and uh, Twist of Cain type riff. But then it goes into this bullshit verse that ruins the whole goddamn song. The changes are not hooky or good at all at any stretch of the imagination. This song is like eating Captain Crunch in a mud puddle. This song blows. That's my notes. Thank Bill you. Wang, attack Ralph. No, no. King Diamond. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say something. Merciful silly fate, that. merciful fate, King Diamond. No, no, I don't die. hate them. No, I, I the, the, to equate my uh, banter about Vixen, Bang Tango, and all that sort of shit. No, I'm not gonna say. I totally respect and 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 appreciate Merciful Fate and King Diamond. I just the the lyrics, as I've told uh, the God of Wad prior. You know, it isn't like I don't respect the music. It's just for some reason the 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 lyrical content, the the lyrical delivery. Just I just never got into it. You know, whatever. Um, as far as Thorn Within, it's a boring song, man. It's it's there's a cool riff for about 20 seconds in the middle of the song, but it, yeah, I mean, the song the the album takes uh, a detour from this point on. You know, and, and I've said um, this album would be ten times better. Not that it would sell any more better because it was number one for four weeks with you know five times now it's like seven times platinum. So it doesn't matter what some idiots on the some stupid podcast think about it because <laughs> Hello. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, look what, what a hysteria sold, so that's a hey, better album. How about Justin yeah, Bieber? Well, yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, I was aware of you're going to, yeah, yeah, Bang Tango So, Anyway, so. Um, hey, Bang Tango uh, did sell shit. That's underground metal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, Ian. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, other than that riff in the middle of the song, it's a boring song. And if something isn't interesting, I, I'm ADD. I'm, I've moved on. It's I'm, I've moved on. So, you know, um, I don't like the song. I, I give it one out of five chopsticks, oh, quite frankly. Would you call this your least favorite song on the album? No, the next song is my worst song. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ralph, what do you think? Or did you already say if Thorn was Yeah, there? yeah, I already talked about Thorn in my show. All right, let me uh, confirm my notes here. What the fuck did I just hear? So fucking forgettable. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even have witty banter for this. Uh, I think we all agree. Uh, you know, I, I, I think there is worse than this on the album. Uh, but this was very forget. I mean, it, it's so bad, like I don't even have anything funny to say. 
You know, it's just one of those. And that's the worst, I think, on any album is when you hear a song, it's like, and you're, you're sitting here listening to it, it's like, oh, God, did a song just play? Because it was that fucking forgettable. That would be the thorn within. Even though there's worse, this is more forgettable than the worst songs on here. Absolutely horrible. All right, Tommy, Rob. Tommy disagrees. No, no, no. He said fucking A right uh, in cat speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's still bitching about it. Ralph, what do you think of Ronnie? Ronnie, best song on the album. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, again, with this soulless blues bullshit riffs. And the lyrics actually says, lost my way. How ironic, huh? <clears throat> Can you imagine if Load was Metallica's first album? They'd be cleaning Taco Bell toilets by now. <laughs> they'd be, so black. They'd do a co-headlining tour with Days of the New. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so bland and boring as all fuck. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie sucks. Except, you know, my, my co-worker's called Ronnie. He rules. And I will never tell him about this song because I don't want to insult him. Next. Uh, Bill Wang, what do you think about Ronnie? Um, I have never been a fan of Southern rock. <clears throat> never been a fan of country music. Never been a fan of Southern culture. Never been a fan of anything in the South with the exception of one person. This lovely oh, I, woman. I love with you its, too, Bill. Oh, are you talking yeah. about Gina? I thought you were talking about Yeah, me. I'm talking about Gina. And I, now hold on. I just, I just don't get it. All right, I don't like that. I just, I don't like any Southern rock bands, and I just don't like the twangy little, I don't know, like subliminal. But you like Mama Sack. Well, you asking me a question, but anyways, this song is more of profound. Um, uh, song that defines that to me personally. And obviously the song, Ronnie, and not Ronnie Van Zandt. Do I respect the band? Absolutely. Did I see wait, the Wait, 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 wait. Is this right. song about Ronnie Van Zandt? What do you please think? Don't, please don't tell me it's about Ronnie Van Zandt, is it? What do you think? I don't know. I never thought it was about him. I always did. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Dan, well, what do you think, Ian? I think this song is about Ronnie James Dio and how much they hate Ronnie James Dio and good metal. Well, no, that obviously sounds ridiculous and stupid. So, anyways, my consensus. Oh, like the song. Correct. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So basically, it's a I think as um, sort of like a respectable thing about Ronnie Vincent. But yeah, so um, I don't like the song. One out of five chopsticks. There you go. Okay. Um... I'll take the last oh, one. No, I, I didn't get oh, no, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost my way. My drummer looks gay. And he's uncircumcised. And that don't rhyme. And this song fucking sucks. Holy fucking shit is this bad. Uh, it, what is it? This is like... Wang, you mentioned earlier some ZZ Top. Like, to me, this is like really bad ZZ Top. Like, the robot drummer from ZZ Top sued them for plagiarism. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> this is fucking horrible. Johnny Five is alive, and he has a lawyer, and this shit's in the courts. Uh, Poor Twisted Me was the ZZ Top reference, right? Right. Uh, right. You, right. From your lips to God's ears. Um, 
There you go. Oh my god. This really, I was like, ah. maybe there's going to be a song in the end that kicks me back in and like, yeah, okay. Oh my god. This this is bad. This is bad. It's not Mama Said Bad, but fucking Marcus Welby bad. Holy fucking sh- Like, what are they fucking thinking? But then again, at 33 years old, they're long in the game. They've made good albums. Let's be different and make a shitty album with shitty songs like fucking Ronnie. Ronnie! Even even the name, like, Ronnie? <laughs> like, Ronnie Van Why won't we have a, name, uh, a song called Toby or Bartholomew? You know, where's the thrash song called Bartholomew? This is fucking terrible. It, it, it's an insult to the legacy that Metallica had laid before this. I mean, this, this is really insulting uh, that this shit comes out. And uh, again, I know I keep harkening back to this like you keep saying Bank Tango, but this is how I feel about this, Bill Wang, is how you feel about Crazy Nights. That is such offense to you, and that is not your kiss. That is not what you know and love. That is not the band that you fucking worship, that you created a whole page about. That represents nothing of what you love about Kiss. This represents nothing that I love about Metallica. This is so. This is as far re- removed in my ears and my heart of what I see Metallica as is what Crazy Nights was to you. This is damn borderline fucking hot in the shade. That's and, right, Tommy. Yeah, t- Tommy's even like what? Tommy's like how? <laughs> Tony, it's Tony, T O N I. No, my cat's Tommy. Uh, but, Can we call him Tony just for the, the show? No, it's it's Tommy, but it's T O M I. Like like, oh, like okay, Ronnie is R O N N I E. Oh, cool. This I mean I mean I'm I'm just trying trying to put it in perspective, dude. I'm not trying to be a dick. Uh, but I mean I mean think about how offensive Crazy Nights is to you, uh, of what you know and love about Kiss. That's what this album is to me. And that's that's the best way I can explain what you hear when you hear hell or high water and and fucking my way like this shit is a whole album of fucking my way. And it it really it makes me sad because I love Metallica, dude. I love this fucking band. I mean, the scene they started, everything they've done and the integrity that they had in the beginning was so important. You know, and then to see him reduced to this shit is how you felt when you heard fucking Crazy Nights. All right, Bill, what do you think of the Outlaw Torn? Well, Doctor of All Fuck, um, I think it's not exactly an interesting song. Unfortunately, I think it's a little bit stock. I think, um,. I don't really think it has a lot of value. Do I think it's Bang Tango or Winger? No. But <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think it's a little bit of riff rat there. Um, yeah, so um, I give it two out of five chopsticks. I think it's boring. It's not interesting. And uh, unfortunately... It's nothing like the first side of this album. Because the first side of this album is badass. The second side sucks. So, there you go, Dr. Fuck. All right, Ian, what do you think? 
Uh, well, I have to agree with the dang of Wang. Uh, yeah, this one really let me down. Be- and I would have to say really let me down because of you, Ralph. Because uh, you told me ahead of time uh, that you that you like this song. Spoiler alert. Yes. So uh-huh. I'm thinking, like, you know, as I'm going through this album, and, and man, it's really, like, you know, start out okay, and then, like, really let me down. I'm like, well, you know, Ralph told me, you know, off camera about Outlaw Torn, so I'm like, okay, it's going to end on a high note. And then I heard this shit, and uh, let me find my notes here. Uh, uh, oh God, I can't even read my writing. Uh, uh, what the fuck is this? It goes nowhere slow. Uh, at, at nine minutes and forty nine seconds, I was like, okay, maybe I'm gonna hear like a old school Metallica epic. And uh, it, Wang nailed this one. This is a, what the fuck is this shit? And it's so fucking slow and dull. And, and and the funny thing is, they actually had to edit this song to get it on the album. The original version of the song is like a minute longer. And they had to edit it because they maxed it out for what you could do in 1996 for a CD. And there is... it's They didn't release this as a single, but I think they released some one of the other singles... They had the unedited version of the Outlaw Torn, which is over ten minutes. Wow, I'd like to get that. <sighs> that makes one of us. Cause holy <laughs> shit, is this fucking boring and, and and man, I was hoping like man, maybe end on a fucking, you know, a, a good note, you know, and and I judged it by the length alone. I was like, I'm looking at like nine forty nine. Oh, it's gotta be good. There's gotta be something interesting. Wow. Holy shit. This is like, I don't know, I was like waiting for paint to dry. Like, please fucking end uh, Outlaw Torn. My patience is fucking torn, ripped up, and shredded. Fucking horrible. But at least this album is over. And I will say now it's definitive. I will never, ever listen to this album again. And the fucked up thing is I'm kind of like you, Ralph. I'm, I'm a completist, so there, there's like some kind of weird ADD thing in my head that won't allow me to physically delete it from my iTunes, but I know that, you know, it'll never be on my phone. I will never listen to it again, but because I'm weird like that, I have to keep it, but I will never, ever, ever listen to this fucking album again. Wow. What a turd. What do you think of Outlaw Torn, Ralph? Yeah, I still stand by what I said okay. initially because, you know, this is one that I heard back then that I liked. I was like, well, I only like a few songs. And even uh, I I put this in my iPod. Uh, the Outlaw Torn, wow. 2x4, and Until It Sleeps. Those three are in my iPod. And when this, the, the, it, not a lot, but through the years, this did pop up when I was driving. And I was like, oh, yeah, Outlaw Torn. And I would listen to it, dude. And, I, you know, Dude, the, the riff to this keeps me interested. Yes, it's mid-tempo jam, and it, I think it has an infectious verse. Cool chorus, cool changes. Love the middle section. That slow jam with the volume knob solo. Uh, and it just has this cool vibe throughout the whole nine minutes for me. Then Kirk unleashes this wah solo, 
that that you know the shit he loves to do but this was uh sounds more pissed off than usual and uh and then back to the bridge and then back to that cool volume knob thing it's kind of like a jammy section i find it catchy i find it a catchy riff and uh i i like the song all the way to the end i think it's a great way to end this piece of shit album actually so i still i still stand by outlaw torn i think it's i think it's a is it like you know old Metallica? No, but nothing on here is like old Metallica. So I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, well, it's no Creeping Death," but I still like it. No, nothing on here is Creeping Death, but I do like it. I, you know, I guess to me it's like a kind of like the God that fails type, you know, slowness to it, and yeah, I love yeah. that. Right, like, I love like that. There's no Creeping Death, but it's like a long, slow death. Well, yeah, for you, but I, I really dig it. I, I really dug Outlaw Torn. I think it's a, a good song, and uh, all right. that's all that's all I can say about it. And that's cool, dude. It's cool that you guys are like, I'm all right, bro. I'm all right. Big Tackle! All right, well, there you go. Big Tackle! 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 Dude, here's a band that there's no way you can't goof on me, Bill. No, even worse than that. To Bill? To Bill? To Bill? To Bill? Watch this. What's up? Strap in your seatbelt. There's no way Bill won't goof on me on this one. I love... Let me put on my seatbelt. All right, go. I love black and blue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm like... Well, that explains why I like Outlaw Torn, on it? All right. Well, that is our episode on Load. And uh, for you KISS fans, here's the point where I say KISS. So thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> this right. album was released June 4th, 1996, Produced once again by Bob Rock with a little assistance from James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich. Went on to sell 5 million copies in the U.S. alone. Uh, so it was a hit. This would be their last like mega selling album. Right. But uh, hey, a lot of people bought this shit. Yep. Uh, so that, that that is our review, warts and all. Next week, you will hear uh, the follow-up album. One thing we didn't touch upon is initially they wanted to release it as a double album. And right. it, it it's like Reese up... did with Turbo and Ram It Down. Yeah. Right, and it, and it got shut down. So just right. merely a year later, uh, yeah. they would have released this. And, th- and that's one thing you got to say about Metallica, whether... You, you, you like this shit or you hate this shit, and I'm in the latter, uh, they were very prolific uh, in this era because you had Load in 96, Reload in 97, you had Garage Inc., you had the fucking that horrible Symphony album. I mean, it's like Metallica was putting out product like crazy. and mother- Number one album, back to back yeah, to yeah. back to back. Yeah. And yeah. people like fine. like Van Hagar. Ooh, uh, we had to say that. <laughs> Which, as I said earlier in the episode, is better than this. But I digress. Uh, 
So I, I, I want to thank Bill Wayne for being a, a great sport. This is an episode we've actually talked about for years now. Uh, yeah, we have. Just, you're just hearing it now, but privately amongst ourselves, we've talked about doing this for years, but we wanted to make sure our friendship could withstand the drama that was this episode. And if you ever hear the unedited episode, you will hear drama-rama, motherfuckers. Uh, but we're all still friends. We all love each other. But, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of disagreements on this episode. And, uh, spoiler alert, from what I've heard from people, uh, the next one we're going to review is worse. And I can't imagine. So who knows what kind of fight's going to break out on that one. It's worse, but it has the best song of the two. And that's well, all I'm going to say. Spoiler alert, and he's not naming the song. No, and no, and no. I just want to say that possibly on that song uh, is Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. So all you KISS fans, tune in next week because they could possibly be on Reload. What are you talking about, KISS fans? They, you think they're going to be this late in the episode listening? Well, well we, we should have said at the very beginning. Well, KISS fans, like, Kiss fans are going to listen to this album because it's horrible. They won't listen to the good Metallica. Okay, they, they yeah, know this got, yeah, yeah, well, a point well taken. Uh, but anywho... Let's go into pick of the week. And Bill Wang, you are, as always, our very special guest. Uh, what is your pick of the week? Oh, my lovable, lovable Ian Wadley, my brother. Lovable. I, I love you, and I love... I love you, brother. I love you motherfuckers more than you know. And I cannot wait for Dr. Fuck to come stay with me this summer. And I can't... August. I cannot wait for Ian to come back to In the, the way. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, my pick of the week, I want to dedicate my pick of the week to the greatest pimp on the planet, Mr. Adam Marshall. That guy is the coolest, and if it wasn't for the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, I would have never known who the man was. And I, yeah, love, I love that guy. I, yeah, yeah. Just like I, I could say that about a shitload of people. Bill Wang was Bill Wang before Rock and Metal Combat Podcast was ever a such thing. But since the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, please, ten times the the people I've met and everything. But anyways, you're welcome. Not, go ahead. What's that, Doc? You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I appreciate it. Yeah, um, Adam Marshall rules, but he once made me a Vegemite sandwich that gave me the shits for two weeks. Yeah, well, Adam Marshall could give you the shits for the week, and I totally love it because I love when you get the shits. So there you go. Uh, um, my pick of the week is dedicated to Mr. Adam Marshall, and it's the 1989 brilliant album by the BC Boys called Paul's Boutique. Hell yeah. Great pick. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, yeah. I dedicate that to Adam Marshall because he is a fucking pimp, and I love that motherfucker. So. Looking down the barrel of a gun, son of a bitch, getting paid, getting rich. Yeah! Yeah, BC Boys, Paul's Boutique. There you go. That's my pick of the week. What's up, fellas? What do you guys say? I'm still looking, Ian. You're still looking at me. All right, well, I'm looking at you. And uh, my pick would be inspired by not a fellow podcaster 
but a fellow YouTuber and uh, somebody who uh, was very much inspired by our own Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. And that's Razor Fist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Razor Fist just did a... He, he has an incredible series where he oh, goes yeah, over... the Wasp one? Yeah, where, where he goes over a band's discography, he calls it Metal Mythos. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's good shit. It's good shit. He's a bastard son of Dennis Miller. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, and, and I like a lot of his videos. And, man, I disagree with this guy damn near as much as I agree with him. Uh, but he made me do like a, a reevaluation of Wasp because I'm very much uh, a guy that I'm so crazy about 80s Wasp. But from then on, I'm very spotty, even though I still get every album. Uh, but he made me rethink one I haven't listened to in a while, and that is Unholy Terror. The last one to, depending on who you ask, feature Chris Holmes. Some people say he played on it. Some people say he didn't play on it. But uh, it was Wasp getting back into like the headers, headless children mode, uh, to where it's more serious lyrically, uh, you know, more seriously musically, of course, because they had done little like you know side things into industrial, and they tried to redo the cock rock era with El Dorado, which in my opinion, failed miserably. Uh, they came back with Unholy Terror, and I think it's a really good album for Later Day Wasp. Uh, Blackie, as always, even on Wasp albums that I think suck, I think Blackie still sounds great vocally. Uh, yep, still does to this day. But but some uh, a lot of times I think the, the music, it, you know, it just it sounds repetitive. Like, oh, I've heard this fucking same Wasp shit a million times yep. musically and a lot of times lyrically, too. But on Unholy Terror, uh, I, I think it was a really strong album, and he pointed out uh, the song Charisma, which is one that I... I re- oh, I love that song. Yeah, I really remember loving it when it came out, but, he, you know, he's like, he's like, and the mini epic that is Charisma. And I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to that album in fucking years. And I went back today and listened to it. And I was like, God damn, that shit is good. And, uh, you know, uh, me and old Razor Fist might disagree on what it's about and, and what we read into it. But, but the bottom line is it's a goddamn great fucking song. And I, I definitely think it's worth revisiting because huh, we don't know, a lot of people didn't buy that fucking shit. More people listen to our fucking... Uh, uh, sabotage episode that bought that fucking album. <laughs> so, but what I'm saying though is it it's good metal and it's good right. wasp. So so uh, wasp unholy terror. I believe it was 2000 that came out or 2001. Check it out. It's it's just good fucking metal. That is my pick of the week. Right. By the way, I saw the very first show of that tour, nice. and that was that was. The is show. that the one you got? Yeah, that was happened. the show. Yeah, that was the show. All right, my pick of the week, and uh, boy, it's just so coincidental. It came out the same year as Load, and uh, oh. you know, uh, yeah. Well, this one's actually metal. Oh, uh, yeah. is it? Is it Fiona Apple? What is it? Uh, let's just say. Let's just say if this band, if this album was called, was made by Metallica. 
it'd still be praised today. It would have sold more than five million. That's for sure. Oh, you piqued my curiosity. Nevermore, the politics of ecstasy, oh, 1996. I have no idea. What a great album! It's their second album. Uh, yeah, not a lot of people know Nevermore, so of course this is not going to be. Uh, but you know what? The thing is, when when uh, World Dane just recently passed away, yeah. You know the amount of people that came on my show when I had the tribute of them, the amount of fucking people that love Nevermore and Sanctuary. You know, it's like it's like the sabotage episode. Who gives a fuck about numbers? There's people that are very uh, passionate and this is one of their i think this is one of their dark horse albums because this is this was before because the next album uh well th- there was an ep before it, but the next album dreaming neon black is what uh got more people into them but politics of ecstasy is a great amazing album uh which fortunately i got on vinyl because it was a record store release i was very happy about that uh seven tongues of god next in line they have a video for next in line you know, Titanium, uh, uh, you know, the title track, Learning. Um, it's just a great album, Passenger. Uh, I highly recommend, if you like metal, non-load Metallica metal, mm-hmm. you will definitely dig Nevermore. And that, and, and never and this album, Politics X, is a big metal finger to anybody that says metal was dead. It was just metal was pushed to the underground, and there was a lot of quality, great fucking metal back then. Like Iced Earth, and uh, Overkill was still releasing great albums, and I can go on and on of all these other, you know, I know a lot of people aren't into death metal, but man, death metal was fucking awesome in the 90s. So that is my well, pick of the week, is uh, the politics of that. that that's one I yeah. definitely want to check out, because I got this uh, this package from Mr. X, and I, I don't know if it was like, it was like a Jeff Loomis thing, or if it was a Warren Day... But it had like Sanctuary, Nevermore. Yeah, then it's Warren uh, Dane. And, and it had solo albums from Warren Dane, and it had solo albums from Jeff Lewis, and uh, Loomis, Loomis, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know, I had checked out the Sanctuary, and I loved that shit. But I, I'm fully admitting, I haven't dug into the Nevermore catalog. But I've well, uh, Leon, uh, uh, like like I said on Iced Earth, you know, my favorite burnt offerings, but I told you to go check right. out Somewhere Wicked. Where in this case, I'm going to tell you to check out first Dead Heart in the Dead World. Get, listen to that one okay. first. And uh, the EP2 is great in memory. Yeah, uh, I have listen that, to that well. and then Listen to that and Dreaming Neon Black's great. And then, you know, I, I'd say listen to those three, then go to Politics and Ecstasy. Okay. You know, that's that's uh, what I would tell okay. you. But I I, I, I I do love Warren's vocals or Warl awesome. Howard. Amazing. World thing. Yeah, uh, but uh man, I really, really enjoyed uh, the sanctuary stuff. And I've heard I've heard Jeff Loomis's guitar on some other shit and, and god damn can he play so Ooh, uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, should have been in Megadeth. Uh, yeah, you know, but then again, who knows? It could have been neutered too, so you never know. But uh, know. but no, that, that's one. Uh, I'm glad you picked it, and I will definitely check that out. And, uh, and I encourage all our listeners to check it out because even though I haven't heard this album per se, I know the guitar player, I know the vocalist, and I'm sure it's a win-win combination. Oh uh, no, believe me, Nevermore was an awesome band. They were very. Uh, I mean, they were respected, and they, when they did tour, they were headliners. You know, in, in clubs and stuff. Yeah. So they weren't like totally underground, but 
the people that got it worshipped it. You know what I mean? It's one of those bands that didn't have the biggest fan base, but the fan base was rabid. You know? So definitely check out uh check out Nevermore period, you know. I should have said uh I guess I went with politics to SC because it came out the same year as Load. But you know, if if I'm gonna recommend anybody to listen to them, go with Dead Heart and the Dead World first. And once you, you know, listen to that and if you dig it, then you will definitely dig the rest of the stuff. Alright, well there you go. Those are our picks of the week. And now it's time to go to fan of the week. And uh fan of the week i i had a guy picked out but i had a little circumstance uh that came out before we record this episode uh james mccormick a lot of people if you're on the facebook page you know james mccormick he's already been fan of the week he was on our immensely popular wasp inside the electric circus episode but uh james just lost his father this week and uh First of all, I want to dedicate this episode to the to the memory of his father. And I, I talked to him earlier today, and I forgot to get his father's name. Uh, you know, but they're Irish, so you know it's probably like Sully or Mick or Mike or you know you know it's it, Wadley. Yeah, yeah. No, well, actually, Wadley the surname is a Scottish name. Uh, but anyway, uh, so whatever. I'm sure it's a great Mick name, and and he's laughing in Irish heaven down that we're talking about him. So. I'm, I'm raising my beer right now, and I'm taking a swig to James McCormick's father. Yeah, uh, my, my condolences. Yeah. Uh, this this episode is in your memory, and uh, and I, I want to make James the uh, the fan of the week. He is a polarizing uh, guest. A lot of people love him, and and uh, and a lot of people hate him too because uh, he's a well known. Uh, racist and Trump supporter. <laughs> oh, um, oh, come on! I mean, I mean, let, let's call it a spade a spade and a mick a mick. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Is he a proud racist or, or is he going to get offended by that? Well, he, he's come out and he said he's a racist on that metal station, but nobody listens to that metal station, so uh, a lot of people. Oh, don't know hello! I'm just kidding. They all listen to you. No, James McCormick, yeah. I, I'm busting your balls. I, I know we've argued over shit, but you're a longtime listener, a longtime uh, fan of the show. And yeah, my deepest condolences. Yeah, James. yeah, because he he told me he he left he left the page, and normally we had this rule where like, hey, if you leave the if you pull some bitch shit like, I'm leaving Facebook, like like blah blah blah, like you know what, fuck you, you're not coming back and all this shit. Uh, and, and he sent a request today, and I sent him a message like, "You left a fucking page? Like, how dare you?" And he goes, "Look, he goes, um, my dad was dying. I, I I I left everything. I left Facebook. He goes, I spent the last six weeks with nothing but being by my father's side, and I respect that. You know, uh, how can how, how can you not? I mean." There's some shit that's even more important than Facebook, and that's that, that's fucking one of them. So uh, I welcomed him back on the page and uh, gave him my condolences. And, uh, you know, we, we may argue, we may disagree, but the guy's been around forever, and uh, he's still not as much as a prick as fucking, uh, you know, Justin Childers, who, you know, Justin Childers lost his mom, and then he found her. She was sucking <laughs> cock. At the fucking, uh, you know, at the truck stop. 
right there in fucking uh, West Virginia. Uh, but anyway, and James James was very very helpful in uh, the VR vault too. Yeah, uh, showed me how to work it. Yep. So, so I really do appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I want to wring your neck, brother, and and other times I want to give you a hug. And I, I've talked to James, uh, you know, outside of the show and, and personal. So uh, even though you're a piece of shit racist Trump supporter, you know, you're still cool, kinda. And uh, and I'm so sad to hear about your dad's passing. So in honor of your father and uh, in honor of your support of our show, you are our fan of the week. And I'm going to take right on. There you go. A proper Irish funeral. All righty. Let's get to the plugs. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear. Go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K. 8 p.m. U-K time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I... Look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday exclusively on YouTube. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal, meow meow. This is Bushy. And the mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... (laughs) Then you'll love us. 
That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll, and it's always free. All right, this is the Ayatollah Alcoholic, Ian Wadley, and I want you to listen to my brand new radio show, Wadzilla World, where I cover every era of fucking music that I like, and a few that you like, too. Check me out every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on Soundphoria.com. I'll see you there. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Sim Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict, and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. Hey, headbangers, you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say. And we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want. Unless it sucks. Then I ain't playing it because my show rules and only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck Show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Well, no, no, fuck that hope. I better see you there, motherfucker. All right, well, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, you're a glutton for fucking punishment. Come back next week. When it only gets worse, as we talk about the 1997 follow-up, Reload. Oh, my God. And it's going to be me, the doctor, and the one and only Bill Wang. The prankster wangster. That is must-hear podcasting, and you'll find it only here at the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bang Tango! Bang Tango! God, dilly D, dilly D, dilly D. Vincent. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs>